This is a Federal News Network podcast. Developing a coronavirus vaccine and starting to administer it before the year is over. That's an ambitious goal. But the Army officials who are taking part in government-wide efforts to develop a vaccine at warp speed say it's far from impossible. As Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports, they believe they've already proven they can develop the vaccine and with that kind of speed. The medical researchers who are now heading up DOD's share of the COVID-19 vaccine effort are the same ones who carried out the development of a vaccine for the Zika virus from its initial conception to its first injection in humans in nine months. That was in 2017, and at the time, the pace was considered record-breaking. And Army research officials say they've only refined the lessons they learned through the Zika experience. Some of the advances have been scientific ones, but the more important ones may have been process-oriented. There are laws of man, laws of humans, and laws of nature. The laws of man we can, we can compress quite a bit. That's Dr. Kayvon Mujarad, the Director for Emerging Infectious Diseases at the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research. So what you're seeing now terms of us being able to compress the timelines, is overcoming some of the prior issues that we've had with other vaccine development with funding and coordination um, and making sure everything is streamlined. So the only thing that stands in our way is the science. And we're learning about the science of this new virus faster than we have about any other virus before. With COVID-19, funding hasn't been much of a problem, nor has coordination, considering the global implications of the pandemic. And considering that most of the world's public health research apparatus is focused on one issue, it's perhaps not surprising that scientific understanding of this particular virus is growing faster than with earlier pathogens. The government's broader Operation Warp Speed is teeing up four different vaccine candidates developed by private pharmaceutical makers for large-scale testing, and the Army plans to contribute its own facilities and personnel to help figure out how effective and safe those vaccines might be. To do those tests, federal agencies, including DOD and the National Institutes of Health, have married up several different clinical trial networks, some of which have been in place to focus on HIV, others of which were dedicated to novel viruses like the one that causes COVID-19. Dr. Nelson Michael is the director of the Army's Center for Infectious Disease Research. There are very large existing armies, if you will, of vaccine testers that are available to do this kind of testing. They're largely funded by the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, that's Dr. Fauci's uh, institute at the NIH. And they have formed clinical trial networks. Uh, the Army is part of them. And they, the bulk of those clinical trial efforts have been oriented toward the testing of vaccines for, uh, for HIV, why we have been involved in those studies for almost 30 years. So I say this because... Imagine this is like the beginning of the Second World War. You have a small standing army, but you do have a standing army. You can build bigger forces around them. So we can bring our clinical trial expertise, uh, our, our statistical expertise, understanding community engagement. I mean, the entire life cycle of how one has to do vaccine development, these can all be brought to bear. I think, again, that's important because Operation Warp Speed isn't starting from scratch. You can turn to these existing competencies and capabilities and then repurpose them for a single purpose, which is to test vaccines um, and also monoclonal antibodies and eventually drugs um, for the response against COVID-19. Meanwhile, the Army is working on its own vaccine candidate. It's likely to lag behind the private sector vaccines in terms of when the first results come in from human clinical trials. But over the long haul, Army officials think it's more likely to produce long-lasting immunity to COVID-19 and viruses like it. 
That's because the Army's approach is fundamentally different than the ones private vaccine developers are using. The latter group of immunizations tend to take a highly targeted approach to the coronavirus as it's known today. But viruses mutate over time, and no one knows how durable, in the parlance of immunology, any of those vaccines might be. Considering that long-term immunity is a huge unknown for this particular virus, even for people who've actually been infected, the Army's pursuing a vaccine that can target 24 different variants of the virus each time a person gets an immunization. It's like a soccer ball in terms of its symmetry. It's got all these different faces, and on each face is, um, is a spike protein that's pointing out. What we can do if there is new strains of the virus that emerge or if we want to try and cover all coronaviruses in one particle, we can mix and match the spike proteins from the different coronaviruses and put them on the same particle so that you have one vaccine that is universally effective against all coronaviruses. Because of approaches like that, the Army thinks it's not far off from methodologies that might let researchers develop effective vaccines for viruses even before they start to become local public health challenges, and certainly well before they turn into pandemics. And it's not out of the question that vaccines might be developed for viruses that don't even exist yet. Majarid says that's not a pie-in-the-sky idea, and it's probably something public health officials need to plan for. Because even after the coronavirus problem is solved, the emergence of another highly transmissible virus is almost inevitable. Even as proud as the Army is of its quick response to Zika, retrospective data showed its vaccine still wasn't ready until seven months after infections had already peaked. So the only way to really respond to these outbreaks is to be in a posture where we don't have to respond. We've already prepared for, anticipated, and developed the countermeasures for that pathogen beforehand. And you might think that's impossible to do. It's not. We actually have the technologies and tools now where we can do those sorts of things. The universal vaccine approach that I described for our vaccine candidate is just one example in a whole array of technologies that we have in terms of diagnostics, therapeutics, and vaccines to be able to anticipate what is essentially just a handful of families of viruses that we know generally what's coming in terms of the family of viruses, and we have the tools to be able to anticipate those. It's just a matter of changing our posture from one of, prevent, from one of response towards prevention. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.